This is a messianic study of the book of Romans. It's given in a midrashic setting, which is audience participation. It was given during the months of June through August 2008. The discussion leader is John Behrens. He's pastor of Restoration Messianic Fellowship. You can reach our website at www.crimsonthread.com. There you can find this study in its entirety as well as other resources for your messianic study of the scriptures. This discussion has been edited and a number of the comments have been either truncated or removed for clarity and continuity. All right, chapter 15. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Messiah Yeshua, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Yeshua Messiah. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. Again, notice what he says right up front. We have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. So what I'm saying is a Sunday church ought to forbid ham on Sunday just on the off chance that a Jew might come into the congregation. Even if they are convinced that it's okay. And they're not. They are in fact aggressively lawless. This is always a flashpoint. I mean you can talk about keeping Torah all you want and invariably the conversation will be dragged right here and it'll be dragged to food. Okay? And it's, it's something that Satan knows is that if he can get you, get you eating the, right, the wrong stuff, he's got you. It goes all the way back to the garden. So you cannot enter into a discussion about Torah with your son and your brethren that they won't drag you into food. You don't have to bring it up. Okay? You don't have to say a word. The conversation will go there. Trust me. It always does. I like one of the humorous things that Monty Judah says about this very topic when he was in a conversation with somebody that was uh, disputing him on... The person saying, so you mean I'm not going to go to heaven if I eat pork? And Monty says something like, on the contrary, you're going to get to heaven faster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I understand the argument, and it's certainly humorous, but in fact, statistically, Gentiles live just as long as Jews do. I, I, I have always asserted, and will continue to assert, that it has nothing to do with sanitation. Okay? It's a spiritual thing. And what God has said is some things are spiritually safe for you to eat, some things are not spiritually safe to eat, for you to eat in the same sense 
as the fruit in the garden is spiritually safe, this fruit is spiritually safe, that fruit is spiritually unsafe. Now, it took Adam and Eve nearly a thousand years to keel over dead after they ate the fruit. And so if you, if you are one who does ham and shellfish and all those kinds of things, you will probably keel over at about the same rate and about the same time as your kosher brother. You know, that in fact is true. So the, the, the utilitarian argument, if you will, falls on its face because all they have to do is look at the statistics. That's not an argument that's persuasive. They say, if you go into the Pentecostal church on Easter Sunday and they're eating their spiral sliced ham, it's not going to be persuasive because they grew up on it. What you have to do is you have to come back to the Torah and God says that these things are spiritually safe to eat, those things are not. And he said that because he loves you. He didn't say that because he was trying to diddle you out of these wonderful pork chops. But as I say, I spent a lot of time here for two reasons. And one is that as you get talking about this stuff with your Sunday brethren, you can't avoid the subject. And so it's, it's really important that you understand it. You know, the, the, the second reason is even if there were understanding that it's now okay to eat pork chops were correct, their attitude is still in violation to what Paul says. Okay? Because Paul says, abstain from what you would like to do in favor of not offending your brother who thinks it's wrong. Or chapter 15, verse 1, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. And so, as I say, even if their understanding of the status of what we would call unclean flesh were correct, their attitude and the way they handle it is not correct. So when you when you when you get asked on get asked by your son or brethren, do you keep kosher? And don't you know that that's all done away with? You can take them right back here to Paul and say, "You guys are placing a stumbling block in front of me." Paul says you're not supposed to talk about this. And furthermore, Paul says you're supposed to shut up. <laughs> he does. Keep it between yourself and God. You won't meet any friends that way, but. You know, if, 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 we're, if we're playing Paul, play Paul straight up. But from our perspective, we're still going back to what you would, we, we had spoken about earlier. Uh, if it's commandments of men, don't talk about it. But if it's Torah, and in this case here, we're talking about, you know, they'll come to us with a fallacy around, you know, uh, the admission now into the food line of these products. And it's, yes, you're not supposed to even convince us of this. However, the alternative is far greater. It's not food. You know, in, in the written commandments that God said for the house, you're not supposed to eat these things. It's not. Well, and, and, you know, again, uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek, you can tell them, according to Paul, you shut up, but now you have to listen to me. <laughs> sure. because, because, as you say, what you're talking about are the commandments of God, what they're talking about are the commandments of men. And so tell them to shut up and listen. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, argue, argument I use is not as much success normally as as a Jew, I'm commanded to keep dietary laws. So as a Gentile, if you're grafted into my family, you're commanded to keep dietary laws. That, that, that's scriptural. So if I'm with an Orthodox Jew, 
you when we go out to eat. I do not order a cheeseburger because I know that will offend him. Yes, that's a good point. Do do you ever mention though? You know, when do you expose? Well, I follow the Torah and stay away from the commandments of men. Holy Spirit, give discernment when to. It doesn't even need to come up. You know, it doesn't even need to come up. So if you were to, you know, go to a kosher restaurant with an Orthodox Jew, you know, enjoy the corned beef. You don't need, you don't need to talk about it. And the rest of God's problem, which is why everyone goes to the same synagogue reading the same scriptures. Um, early days of being messianic, we kept a Christmas tree. And, you know, you didn't have people, you know, wagging their finger in your face talking about that, and eventually you go, well, you know, I don't do this anymore. And you come to it yourself. And the same way the Orthodox may or may not eventually want a cheeseburger. But that's, we don't, we don't ever bring it up. That's what Paul says. That's exactly what Paul's saying here, is, is don't discuss those things. If somebody asks you a question about what you do, you can certainly tell them what you do. I mean, you don't have to lie to them or evade the subject, but you don't have to bring it up. And that's what Paul said. 